0: and welcome to the league exploring the league of legends lore from a to z my name is rebecca
1: and i'm john my name is mark
0: today we are going to be talking about ruination a league of legends novel this is by anthony reynolds it is a full-length novel 448 pages it was published by orbit books on september 6 2022
1: yeah you have 448
0: 448 that's what it's saying on go reads i don't know what
1: Let's see. I only got 410.
0: (laughs) We're missing some pages. You know what it is? is is Me too. Maybe it counts
1: all of the extras. Yeah. There's a lot of maps in the back in the physical copies. There are little portraits of some of the characters. Um, So I think that's what's giving you the extra 38 pages.
0: Yeah. um, So I'll say the... I mean, I don't... As far as this discussion goes and whatnot, I don't want to do like a full ass summary of everything that happens we could do like a quick i too summary of it but just uh hands on the book the book's beautiful um the oh john's holding it. Here's the the camera naked
1: i like the naked more frankly the naked is better yeah Yeah, and then the um
0: and that's the inside yeah and then the inside the jacket the inside of the jacket is also beautiful it has full artwork (laughs) <laughs> Just this is great audio content. <laughs> mm-hmm. <I'm holding laughs> we'll put this up okay. on Twitter <laughs> if you guys want to see the YouTube's yeah, Twitter. Really great full artwork, and then in the back there's like portraits of a lot of the characters. Mostly they're League champions, so if you play the game, you know what they look like anyway. But two of the characters are
1: yeah. Plus, it's like Callista bef- before she's a specter, right? That's Which you don't true. ever see anywhere, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's like a good example.
0: And then um fresh as well before he's yeah. become fresh and also you
1: get maps <laughs> you get maps of uh you get maps of some shit you get, <laughs> you some get maps. a map of yes. camivore i never found yeah. myself ever having to look at them but it's appreciated
2: <laughs> <Right>. it always <laughs> seems like so i don't know not small or like in con- camivore
1: the topology seemed inconsequential to
2: the majority of the story <laughs>
1: yeah i don't know if it was
2: like they it's felt
1: it necessary for someone who just really had no i mean to be fair i don't know anything about the geography of camivore and like i said i never found it necessary or kind of important to ever reference that so yeah
0: i'll say i feel that way about most fantasy novels and they also most high fantasy novels come with maps <laughs> it's so rare yeah. that i reference them uh, this book i listened to the audiobook by the way John and Mark were the physical copy. The audiobook is a full full cast. It's very cool. There's occasionally like musical cues and stuff like that. Ooh. It's a great audiobook if you can find it. Um unfortunately my library didn't have it. I ended up buying it. <laughs> but it is very cool. a couple of the voices did make me laugh a couple of times and then um the second half of the book I had to listen to it at twice the speed in order to finish it on time. Um, so everyone sounded a little different, but, (laughs) but I think Rise made me laugh because he's young in this, right? I don't know. Is he a teenager? But he still kind of sounds like a grumpy old man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, some people are just
2: born grumpy old men. (laughs) A
0: little bit, like uh, just a tiny bit. And then Hecarim's voice. All right. I'm going to say just two words and it'll give you exactly, you know, exactly what voice this is. Sex bob No. Uh Oh. Hmm, yes. And <laughs> <laughs> now you can kind of deduce what heckam sounded like this entire this kind of pompish British pompish pompous British accent sounding voice really i was cracking up
1: i say calista is there something <laughs> like that <laughs> yes <Timmy. Yeah. laughs> how <Huh>. droll <laughs> interesting i really was interested to hear a little bit just to get a sense of you know how it like the musical cues is an interesting idea do you think that the hecarim voice worked because it sounds to me a little like it didn't from what just, um, just trying to imagine that
0: I think it worked for the character in the book. I would say the character in the book did not work for me. <laughs> sure? Yeah. <laughs> in general, um yeah, that w- that would be one of my iffies on this book. But I guess um just to get our uh, first thoughts, like did who who like liked overall? it? Who didn't? Yeah, overall.
2: I mean, I liked it.
0: Okay, John I didn't liked think
2: it. it was perfect, but
0: well, what is?
2: I uh this is I feel like Anthony Reynolds was kind of put in a position where they were like, hey, we've got this story. It's been told about three different times so far. <laughs> At least. We we need you to come up with a new way that's that's also different and better. And maybe we'll make that canon. Um, and I liked a lot of the decisions he made. Uh, and, I mean, I enjoyed reading it. Uh even knowing exactly where the story was going to go in the end um i thought it was pretty neat i uh yeah i liked it
1: all right um i kind of came down on the side of just not caring for it it was a little bit of a struggle to like i think it picks up in the back quarter like the back third back quarter of it uh picked up and i was kind of getting enjoying it more and i was kind of compelled to finish reading it at that point um but getting into it at the start was really Difficult for me, and I don't know. I don't know if I would have finished this. I'll be honest with you, if it were not, you know, within the context of we're going to read it and talk about it. You know, um, there are parts that I liked, and there are characters that I spent enjoyed spending more time with, and then there are just some things that didn't work for me. I guess it's kind of my high level of it.
0: Yeah, I'm. I feel like I'm kind of there. Um, the second half definitely worked better for me once uh, Callista um, made it back to Camivore. after she had gone to the Blessed Isles. I think that's when the novel really started to pick up for me, and I really enjoyed most of what happened after that. But it was very slow to start. It's tough because I think if it weren't for this podcast, I would not have even picked up this book. This is not... The story I would have chosen to read a full-length novel on in the League universe, like, not even just... Cause yeah. we, we rip on Rise of the Sentinels and Viego. This just... When it comes to high fantasy these days, I'm kind of picky. I don't really like things about kings and thrones and princesses. They just don't appeal to me anymore. I also don't really like prequels, so everything was kind of working against <laughs> me sure. in this novel. I don't think it was bad at all. Um, It was just not my kind of story and that it was so slow to open for me for sure
2: yeah yeah so as a super super quick overview Mm. just in case you know nothing about this story i mean
0: we're gonna be doing full spoilers obviously although i think you all know how it ends
2: (laughs) you all know how it ends so this this story is basically it it picks up um shortly before the incident where the incident e- the <laughs> incident uh, where Isolde is poisoned and um, it carries along all the way up until the isle- the blessed Isles are officially ruined. Mm-hmm. Ruined. Officially the Shadow um, Isles, as named by Ryze. It's like one of the last lines on the entire that fucking thing.
0: was so funny to me. <laughs>
2: right? Uh, <laughs> I anytime you- something like that happens, it's just such a We Are the Walking Dead moment.
0: It really is. It was. I don't I don't feel it was necessary, as much as I did like the second half of the novel. Um, feeling the need to name everything so we all know how it got to be. Like, we know why they probably started calling it the Shadow Isles. We didn't need Ryze to be like, hmm, <laughs> These are the Shadow Isles
1: now. Right. No longer the Blessed Isles. Al- I would love it if he said something completely different. Hmm. These are the spooky islands. Right.
0: And then just in the epilogue, they were like, uh, Rise tried calling them the spooky islands. But he's not going to Stop trying to make it we're happen, Rise. B-
2: big dead rocks didn't catch on. So, uh... Big dead rocks.
0: That's what I'm calling the Shadow Isles from now on. The spooky big dead rocks.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what it covers. I mean, um, I know you've got a bunch of notes. I actually did go through and annotate some of mine, too, just to have pieces to kind of reference. John um, has
0: so many tabs. We're comparing our
1: tabs, and John's has, has way more tabs than I do. Can <laughs> <laughs> me tabbed I, out? Um, so I don't know, how, you, how do you want to tackle this? I kind of figured we would kind of pick through the story very quickly and then just kind of stop at things that we liked or didn't like. Sure. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm game. Sure.
0: Um, you guys got to go through your tabs one by one?
2: Right. Yeah, to, like, I will say, not all my tabs are quality notes here. What? Um, <laughs> okay. I'm Yours? Flipp- I'm flipping to my very first tab here, and the, the note I have on it is, what a fucking name. <laughs> this is oh. where we learn, I think the first place we learned Viego's full name. Oh, yeah. Which was Viego Santiarul Malakval Kala Haigari, which I'm sure... The audio book had a more accurate pronunciation of
0: <laughs> I don't which Rebecca it. will do
1: for you right now. No, yep.
0: <laughs> no it will not.
1: <laughs> yeah, callissa has got an equally long ass fucking name. It's very uh, Acacia almost in that way.
2: Yeah, I sure. wonder if it's. Uh, I wonder if it's kind of similar idea, where the, it it has to do with like where they come from,
1: accolades. I mean, I don't probably know, shit like that.
0: royalty and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I'm sure something like that. You know, I'm sure if we looked at the, there's also a little family oh, tree. Oh, yeah, I at was gonna start. say, let me look at the family tree oh, real yeah. quick. I'm sure it's something like that. Like it could very well just be like father, grandfather. Right. They ju- they don't like have that. their
0: their full names here.
2: Here you go, Leonor. Nope, that's not in there. <laughs> Camavilla. That's not <laughs> in there. Okay,
0: this is great content. What yeah, al- what other thoughts do we have? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I guess opening up. So okay, here's something that I found myself kind of getting frustrated with, or or a, a, a big. Thing that I did not like about this book is that the prose is very. I guess I would say pale. Is that a way that, a word a phrase that people say pale prose? Kind of like the inverse of, of purple prose. Like <laughs> I don't know purple prose either. So, <laughs> um, so I guess what I would mean to say is that I found it often lacking, uh, like very vivid depictions or, or like descriptions of things that was going on in the scene. I found a lot of the time it was very uh, this happened and then this happened and then Callista did this and then Diego said that. And there's not a mm. lot of, like, artistry, for lack of a better word, to really immerse me in the scene. And the example I kind of pulled is... So it's at the... The assassination is is kind of happening, and Viego uses some magic to push Callista away. And the way they kind of describe it is essentially just that... Mm, I'm trying to find the, the actual thing. She's pushed away, sliding and staggering. By force, it was impossible to resist. When Callista regained her footing, she was easily 15 feet away... Um, and can't find it but trying to beat on it and it feels like hitting an invisible wall and that's really it for the description of this thing and they make a point in this little sequence too that this is the first time a monarch of camivore has ever had magic and on top of that when Viego's getting into his moods and his emotions start to run hot um, it makes the magic stronger and they kind of feed on each other so I feel like wouldn't this be a really good time to really paint like a really vivid picture of what it feels like to be crushed underneath that like just raw force like Calista can barely get like is choking out breaths because she's being crushed by this force that Viego is pushing against or or she's like thrown away like like a ragdoll and just slams into something it's just very like bare bones in terms of trying to depict this thing for me and so the impact of wow Viego just used magic and that's this crazy thing um it really falls a little flat in in my in my mind does that make sense
0: Yeah. um, I'm with you. Uh, The common phrase often used and that you get tired of hearing as a writer is, show, don't tell. And that gets frustrating because sometimes telling is very important and it's good and it has a place. Um, But in this case, I do feel like the opening in particular... Um, when we're being introduced to everything and everyone, we're being told all of it and we're not really being shown anything. And I think that's why I really- I did struggle with the opening of this book for- for reasons that you're saying, Mark, for like that for sure. I'm not- and, and it- it connects why- like a bigger problem I had is that I never bought Callista and Viego's relationship at all, um, they're supposed to be kind of close. He is her uncle, but she's older than him, and she was a big sister figure. Something we're told, but I never witnessed at all. And I really don't feel a connection with them. And that makes kind of the whole thing fall really flat in the end, because if I'm not buying this strong connection that they have, the betrayal and everything he does at the end doesn't hit as hard. I mean, I know it's going to happen anyway, so that's also making it not as <laughs> hard. But, I, I, yeah, that was something I really struggled with. And I also really struggled with why viego loves isold so much i think i could i could get there but we're given so little time with it so little time mm-hmm. and i like the idea that Diego is kind of becoming more cruel and isold is someone who pulled him back and that's a really kind of codependent and unhealthy thing and he becomes this really like emotionally abusive partner to her and that's all great but not shown very well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: I completely agree. That was that was kind of my other really big issue with it, and it's exactly in the intro, like you said. They're having to establish. They're, they're having to establish a lot, and on top of that, like you said, Viego, for being so pivotal, really is just there, kind of in the beginning and kind of in the end, is sold is barely there at all because she's she's dead and dying for the most part. They try and give her a bit more with um, there's like two or three journal entries, yeah. of hers, and that's still not great because it's still just her saying, Viego sees me as a prize," and it's like, okay. Like you said, I'm open to that idea, uh, but you got to show it for it to feel authentic. And and yeah, like you said, that relationship of it would really be nice to see Calista and Diego get along like once. There's a little introductory sh- scene where he's about to become or try to become king because you can die doing it, apparently. And yeah. Calista is reassuring him. And it's like, okay, that's the start, but it'd be nice to see some of the good times so we can see how far things have degraded by the end. And like you said, for the betrayal to land because... The, the Hecarim betrayal absolutely doesn't land whatsoever. Oh my God. It's yeah. kind of silly. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. it
0: is really. It's, it's, I laughed out loud, I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's uh, like, well, yeah. really, the biggest betrayal that landed for me was Nuno, to be honest with you. Fucking neck crit. <laughs> At it again. Right? <laughs> uh. So,
3: yeah, that was a,
2: a big frustration point it was funny during that scene that you just referenced too, where we do learn that that sword that Diego has is kind of a sword that all the kings in that line have and you have to be chosen by the sword in order to become king and if you're part of the bloodline and the sword does not choose you it will just murder you (laughs) um which has happened it sounds like which has happened yeah it's not unheard of um and it made me wonder a few things one is this riot's way of blaming sentinels of light on a sword that they also made up because the sword could have ended it right here
0: <laughs> Ch- not terrible judgment <laughs> yeah and
2: two what are the qualities the sword is looking for yeah that that's
0: a good point i mean we're complaining about viego and i will always complain about viego happily but viego i thought he would be different at the beginning of this novel than the end and i really feel like viego is Kind of the same. He does, in a way, quote, descent into madness, but I feel like he's already towing the line of madness right at the beginning of the novel. So I, I don't know. It's tough because most fantasies are not a standalone novel. And I really feel like it was tough to fit everything in here.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you see a lot of that. So much. I think you see a lot of that with some of the world building stuff around, like, they kind of make some vague references to like there's a priesthood in Camivore that seems to have some sway, and and they they kind of got some ancestor kind of worship religion thing going on, and the, <laughs> the the culture of like the knightly orders and like they call it like a questing culture. Well, they 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 quote unquote quest out for for like artifacts, but they really just use it to go fight wars. It's like these are all ideas, and they could all <laughs> really come into play. But it's a 400, I mean it's a 400 page book that's like a really thin 400 pages. It's very big, and it's font we were talking about this the other day so i yeah. feel like it's probably there's not that many words it's it's it's, it's closer no. to garen first shield than it, than a novel it, yeah
0: i am curious what the word count is on it because i that's how i measure novel length is by word count more than page count as a writer myself and it doesn't feel like it's very long this could have been a much longer book i mean i think you could have just made the sm- the font a little bit smaller <laughs> and it would have been the same amount of pages yeah it is very big um kind of like if you picked up a young adult novel the font's usually a little bit bigger mm-hmm. it feels like that this could have been another one to two hundred pages and i think it would have really filled out the relationships for me and camivore for me and I, I it would have been so much more devastating because it is sad what happens to Callista in the end even though you know what's going to happen because I had kind of liked Callista by the end of it because she had something of a character but I I didn't feel like she was upset about viego I I think I never understood why I could have even gotten by just her being really loyal to the crown and she doesn't have a relationship with viego that would have worked even for me but
1: yeah. They, yeah try and, they try and establish a lot of this idea that uh, the previous king on his deathbed had really kind of laid it on her. Like you have to keep Viego in line and you have to make sure that camivore is protected above all else. And it's something they kind of go back to sometimes. Yeah. So that's supposed to be part of it is that she's really weighted down by like her duties and senses of like almost a sense of guilt and like, like she owes Viego to try and save him. And like, there's some level of failure, failure on her part. Um, that you know, it, it the thing is, like the, the, the ki- it kind of works in some instances, <laughs> but it just needs a little more time. And like you said, kind of really developing. You know, the thing too is that so much of this book is there's a lot of like, it's not action. There's all like the first two thirds. There's not a lot of action going on. So it's like if you got all this interpersonal stuff and, and character stuff going on, like it, it really needs to, yeah. to fire. You know,
2: it's a weird amount of like e- exposition and not even not world building, but um. <laughs> Like, to your point about, like, the whole, like, religious sect that seems to have a lot of power here, and, like, the knightly order, so it's a lot of, like, setting up that type, but at the end of the day, like, the the religious sect you mentioned, it reminds me, I mean, not necessarily in what they're doing, but in terms of, like, the, maybe the type of power they hold, like, it reminds me a lot of the Mage Seekers of Demacia, um, and we don't actually have, like... It's not like there's a book about the Mage Seekers. Like, we learn about the Mage Seekers passively through, like, other champion stories and things like that. But I feel like I know way more about the Mage Seekers and their (laughs) impact on Demacia and, like, their machinations and their leadership Mm -hmm. and all sorts of crazy details like that that I've picked up passively through other stories than I know about... This kind of sect that's pulling a lot of strings within
1: Camivore, and I just read a whole book about it. Yeah, I mean, but that's the I'll thing. I'll
0: say right? I, I not even remember <laughs> this religious group you're like, talking about.
1: They really kind of fall out of the book out, out after the the kind of intro, you know, because they it gets a lot of mention at the start, and then I mean, Calista's gone from Camivore for at least the uh, the good middle chunk of the book, and she comes back yeah. and doesn't really enter. and then they immediately leave anyway. So it's like. I think you had a really good point Rebecca when you said this feels like it could have gotten 200 more pages or if it was not a standalone thing um it feels like it's not a standalone novel like and I guess arguably it kind of isn't because there's a bunch of other stories and lore Yeah but um yeah. yeah
0: I think you can make it work as a standalone novel standalone like high fantasy is getting more popular but the books are very long and I I think they might have just been worried um to publish a really long novel in this case, um, I was looking at a lot of reviews and ratings from people on Goodreads, because I was kind of curious how this was going over with people, and in particular, I was trying to look at people who have know nothing about League of Legends and have read this book, and a lot of them kind of said the same thing, that, like, this stands on its own, you don't need to know anything about League, it's totally fine, I followed it completely, but it really pales in comparison to just other high fantasy that's coming out right now. It's just, like, I think character-driven stuff is so big, (laughs) and this really is very character-driven. It's a pot driven story, too, but it could have been even, like, way more character-driven. And, I mean, League, the best stories are character-driven, I think, the ones that they have. So you know the fluffing up those really you know, a lot of the problem i have with champion lore right i just want more connections deeper connections with people so you rip my heart out <laughs> when viego turns on Callista and sends his army after her that should have been a devastating moment like devastating but i was like oh well you know what are you gonna do you know god yeah. hit my mic i,
1: I am curious I, I would be curious to like somehow expunge all league information from my brain and read it <laughs> um because it's it is really hard to judge things like that things like hecarim well maybe not Mm -hmm. um (laughs) (laughs) it could potentially be difficult to or to judge those without like oh i just i just know what's going to happen i know where this is going how do i divorce that from my experience of it almost but yeah you know
0: all right john you've been looking through your notes you got some more
1: no
2: i have no notes
0: no. Oh shit! What do you want to he talk just faked about? It. He's like, I didn't think we'd actually talk about the book. I just, hope I just, I just
2: put it in post its just to.
0: <laughs> All the tabs are just personal. It's like his shopping list. <laughs> Tee <Tee-hee. laughs>
2: <laughs> Um, I was gonna say that I like, I like the view we get of Esold here because I feel like we didn't, we didn't necessarily get a lot of Esold through any of the other stories, um, and I feel like the snippets we get of jour- of her journals, and also the snippets we get of Callista's letters to her. Um. I thought actually did a pretty good job of fleshing out the type of person she is, um, which I like. Though I mean, she seems cool. I, <laughs> I would hang out with her, and it would be a shame if anything happened to her. Then <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> that just be fucking terrible? Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I like. He's old. Um, I like how they worked Gwen in here. She has like this doll. They, you know, her dog Gwen, and it made me wish that Gwen was different as a champion. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just because like I couldn't the blue haired anime girl I just couldn't correlate with like this doll that she had made and the idea that this doll takes a piece of her and that ultimately is what kills Viego amazing that's great that's a great arc but Gwen is so dumb just as a like as a I'm so sorry as a separate concept from this very cute right very fun but as like this doll that is being clutched by this dying queen just. And then who takes a piece of her when she dies, and then m- annihilates her abusive husband? Oh, that's great! Not Gwen though; just looks <laughs> real goofy. Can't do it.
1: <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it, son.
2: can do it. I can't it.
0: do it. I'm sorry, Gwen.
2: <laughs> now, sure. we get an interesting bit of information in this that I don't think we had gotten in any of the stories, um, which was that Callista was betrothed to Hecarim. Yeah, mm, yeah. That was kind of that was kind of new for this. Um, and we obviously we know what type of person Hecarim is um, <laughs> but i like i'm I'm curious if if I didn't know that he was bad, I feel like I almost would have been more suspicious of him, but knowing that he went bad, reading all his stuff, I was like, maybe they're gonna make him
1: not bad in this
2: oh, no. but, <laughs> really? but they they made him bad, <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I mean. <sighs> That's the thing. I, I want someone who isn't who doesn't know who Hecarim is to tell me. Did you ever buy that this guy was le- was good or legit? Because I feel like the moment he shows up, uh, like I, I I don't know. I never. I was trying to put myself in that position, and I I never found myself thinking like I would ever buy that this guy is le- is legit or that this guy isn't bad. You know what I mean? Like red flags for me were kind of up like popping up consistently. Yeah. I don't know. Like with. What do you all, like, I don't know, what do you think, Rebecca? Yeah,
0: I feel like, I mean, they made such a point to talk about the Iron Order in a way that showed you that the Iron Order was really brutal and cruel, and he's the one who leads them, so I feel like I kind of almost bought Callista, like, maybe not understanding what the Iron Order was doing and, and kind of buying into some of it. I mean, she's like, I'm not going to love this guy, but, you know, I always knew my marriage was going to be like a, a keep the peace thing. So that's true. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I yeah, I definitely I wanted Heckram to be more evil in a subtle way. Is kind of how I was feeling about him this entire book. I really Heckram did not work for me as a mm. character. I don't know why. I I wish I think I'd have to read it again to really pinpoint like what was off. It could have been the evil accent. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That is a and hard one. we didn't book. get the evil accent. <laughs> See, maybe that mm-hmm. yes.
0: I just, it was, it really, My he was lady. so evil.
2: I need a parenthetical when he speaks the first time where they're like, imagine an evil accent here. And they'd be like, oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I uh, wish I okay. would have
0: marked a part of the audiobook and I could just uh, play it for you. But I don't want to go through all nine hours of it to try to find Heckram speaking. Sure,
1: <laughs> Yeah, um, I... I I agree. I feel like there was a lot of pains taken. Like, there's ex- that for at, at some point, Calissa gets thrown in prison, and Hecarim shows up. Um, and at that point, they've already been kind of butting heads a lot, and I think it's hard to find any reason why she would ever trust him. They do try and make a lot of pains to be like, he's explaining why he did what he did, because at this point, he's gone out and, you know, pillaged and, and attacked and stuff while, while Viago's kind of absentee kinging. Um, and he does try and really <laughs> explain, like, look, I did this because... He told me to, and if I didn't, this was going to happen. He spent all our money. I, I've got us a little bit of money, like really trying to say, like, look, there's a reason why I've done all these things that at the outset seem um, bad, right? And I think again, if there was like an extra five to ten pages in some of these interactions where he could really convince at least Callista in Universe, I would be a little more on board. But the guy shows up, and he's got a—he's just riding just an evil fucking horse, and it's really hard <laughs> at that point to be like, well. He seems cool. <laughs> I know it, it
0: honestly, it sounds, like, it sounds like he rides up on that horse that you get from the Brotherhood in Skyrim. What
1: is, that show? <laughs> what is that horse's name? I was thinking, like, imagine a Disney villain riding a horse, like Frollo's horse or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. From the it's something like that where it's just, this motherfucker is evil. That horse he's is fucking evil. clearly
0: evil. evil. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is so, yeah, so it's, it's hard because I think... The big thing we always, at least I went into from thinking about the Calista story, right, is that she gets betrayed by Hecarim, and at the time, the moment of betrayal, she trusts him, is, is, and that's why it's such like a, oh, wow, I can't believe Hecarim did this shit. But when it happens in the book, it's like, wow, I can't believe she didn't think Hecarim would do that shit. Like, <laughs> come on.
0: Yeah. I, it was a
1: weird moment in the book, for sure. It was
0: a very weird moment in the book for it to happen. That whole,
2: that whole <laughs> section, I was like, wondering if they were going to retcon the whole being stabbed a ton oh, of times. me too. Saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: Same. Yeah, I definitely think they needed more of, like, a Frozen approach to this. <laughs> like, Hans from Frozen, where he's just, like, a genuinely sweet and nice guy, and then in the end, he stabs her in the back. That would have been great! But that he's clearly evil <laughs> and i think that uh, they even have a scene where he sees ledros going into Callista's room and he's just lurking in the shadows glaring <laughs> at them and i'm like why is this in here like
1: <laughs> i marked i marked that because it's because okay so before each pov character they give a little symbol of like ooh, this is Callista's helmet this is thresh's lantern oh ah, that's cool man. yeah um, yeah that was and, pretty neat and one of them is a little glaive and it's the only hecker in pov we get and it's him seeing like ledros went to her room to give her the locket they didn't like there's nothing untoward and she actually kind of denies him but you're right hecarim's just standing there in the darkness and it talks about how like he's sitting there and he's just, like seething and his f- his fists like clenched it's like that like arthur just like oh <laughs> <she's> fucking Ledros. <laughs> it's
0: so i it really it was it should not have been in there
1: yeah i don't i don't know why it, it's i almost thought like oh is he going to try and use this in some sort of machiavellian like thing Ooh, um, that would
0: have been more interesting
1: but it's not. He seems legitimately yeah. to think that they were just boinking, and he's like mad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: like, it would have been more interesting if he literally felt indifferent to it, and then yeah, like or gleeful in a way that he could use this as leverage yeah. at some point. It, yes,
1: here's a way that I can more true. help convince Viego, like turn Viego against you more, is because now mm-hmm. here's this, see- you know, like yeah, that would be more on brand with Hecarim because he's kind of yeah. a slime mm-hmm. ball. Be more Littlefinger.
0: Yes. <laughs> sure yeah
1: for sure, sure.
2: um uh, random note, but i would like yeah. legends of runeterra cards for all of the rest of the uh host i think that would be cool the like the leaders of it like uh was it lord ordono and lady aurora
1: are they the host leader or the that? other are they the other knightly order they were, leaders they were the
2: other knightly orders right mm. okay
1: the the nightly orders like again that's a really cool concept and it's like I wish there was a little more time to get into some of that because it's a neat idea. I like the idea of taking a like a really standard kind of fantasy almost it's all like Camivore Camelot right like very classic Arthurian like concept or trope of we go out questing to go get the Holy Grail um, but really it just means we're just going to go fuck up you know someplace and take all their shit I'm like oh, that's a fun way to kind of turn it on its head. Um, the host that's okay because yeah, the religious order said that we could. Yeah, it's, it's it's it's
2: for God or something.
1: Sure, yeah, you can play into some Crusades imagery and stuff. You know, there's a lot <laughs> you can do with it, right? It's it's a it's a fun enough idea, um, but they don't really. Again, yeah. they also kind of just fall out of the book. They they're they're in the start and then they're just kind of. I forgot about them the too. Presumably, yeah. they gave the blessing, for sacking the the blessed Isles. They seem but to be pretty okay actually. with <laughs> almost anything. Yeah
2: any 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 sort of sacking
1: related activities sacking? they were pretty cool
2: like sacking a, a, a city like, like putting your ball you know, in I mean, um, like
0: te- teabagging <laughs>
1: <laughs> go tea if you the like
2: out. if you take over uh, if you take over an area and you uh you know steal all their shit it's called sacking
0: oh i never heard that <laughs>
2: Yeah. Fun fact okay.
0: I definitely was thinking like ball sacking and then I was thinking oh. hacky sacking and I was like neither of these makes sense. In a terrible
2: a way, combination <laughs> g- taking over someone's country and then stealing all their shit is
1: kinda like teabagging them. So I, I was gonna say it's kinda like hacky sack. <laughs> <laughs> like a really aggressive version of it. <laughs> uh
2: during one of these crusades, by the way, we get some fun item lore with the Mikhail's chalice. Yeah. Oh? Yeah. Which is much more powerful in this than in game. There's a lot more restorative powers. Sure.
0: Yeah. I do like that. I mean, you know, they had to take it out of the game, didn't they?
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. Oh, no, but right? it's still there, right? Crucible, I, don't I think, know. is in game. Yeah, yeah, right?
0: uh, That's right.
1: Yeah. All right, so um, where are we at?
2: -mm -mm. All right, we have John's
0: on page.
2: I'm on page 37. (laughs) Okay, well I'm on 106. It's fine. We're kind of bouncing around. It's not a big deal. Okay, Uh, there's a bit of foreshadowing
1: here. Let me know if you guys catch it. Ooh, I'm gonna read you a quote. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I can tell you already.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And yet, as she looked around her, the knights and nobles hardly looked like people at all the unnatural glare from above leached their faces of color making everyone appear as vile specters and
1: ghouls oh <laughs> okay yeah i wonder what will happen to all to, to oh, at the goodness. end of this book
2: <laughs> uh so we get a we talked about how this is kind of another version of stories we've already heard oh, before yeah um, but we do get a, a new telling, a brand new telling of, of how, how we souls got poisoned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and finally, finally, it's one that makes sense to me mm-hmm. because we had talked about the other three and they all didn't make sense for various reasons. One of them, one of them uh, it looked like 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 Viego was dodging out of the way of a dagger to let sold get hit. And then one of them, it looked like Sold was going out of her way to block the dagger for uh, Viego. And, um, none of this made a whole lot of sense to me. But this one, where it was aimed at Viego and then Callista managed to get it there just in time to deflect the dagger, but not quite enough. Like deflected it, but then it went into Isolde instead, or like didn't go it into her, but it grazed her, her and it was yeah. poisoned, so it was enough. Like that, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> I. It- I like this is my this is my canon version of how this went down
0: yeah I mean it makes it, it's just uh, it adds more angst to the situation which I really like um, also and I
2: liked the I like the scene in general it is
0: a good scene it was the first scene that I really stuck to except Urlach Grill shit which <laughs> we haven't talked about him yet oh yeah but, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah Calista's really the main character in this book there are some chapters that are from other people's point of views but it's mostly about Calista so having Calista be the one responsible in a way indirectly for Isolde getting poisoned and dying like that's that's fucking brutal she was just trying to say Diego, who sucks <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wish I, I do wish that they harped on that more um, something yes, I know I agree
0: that, completely mm-hmm. yeah because
1: so at, so the, assass- the the incident happens they <laughs> They they find uh, again. This is also a change of the the story we've heard around how they actually find the Blessed Isles. Where I guess it says Diego sees it in a dream or a vision, um, but he does a bunch of research and kind of finds a spot on the map where this is a big blank spot that everyone goes around. Which seems like something that everyone would know about. Hey, is there's a spot in the early ocean that's full of mist?
0: Yeah, the, right. Like
1: a giant wall of mist that we get confused in anyway. <laughs> but they're, they're on the well, ocean. While our compasses stop working. <laughs> so it's
0: super weird, right? That's weird. We I don't know. Don't we shouldn't c- mark
1: that on a map yeah. or anything. Yeah, no, don't put it on the map. Let's just avoid it. Let's just avoid it. <laughs> um, but so Calista goes out to go search for it and she's on the ship for like two weeks and it talks about how she's there and you would think that the whole time she should would be really like racked with like stress. Like I'm leaving Diego alone. He was already kind of fraying at the seams. I don't know if his soul's gonna live another day. Who the fuck knows? But instead, she's like, at first she's just kind of like, "Ooh, porpoises," and then she just gets kind of bored. <laughs> I feel like she should be a, like not sleeping very well. And it talks about how she she makes one of the lower decks like a training area or something. No, no, she's above deck. Anyway, training area. And I would think that oh, that would make sense that like you're just trying to take your mind off of this and so you're just training to exhaustion so you can sleep but instead it's just sort of like well the ocean's fucking boring so i'm gonna do this <laughs> i guess whatever
0: yeah uh that's true
1: yeah i don't know it stuck out to me a little um mm-hmm. where it's like it seems like something i think a little later on some like the captain of venix right yeah the, the otter the Styan, kind of mentions like oh, you don't know if it's old it's still alive and it's like Oh yeah, that's a fear that Callista also had, and I was like, mm-hmm, okay, that seems like that'd be the main thing on her mind. I don't know. <laughs> Callista had also considered this once or
2: twice over the past few weeks, <laughs> but it was yeah, stressful. It's- <laughs> I. It's like when you imagine you get like a text when you're like out or doing something from oh, like it's like
0: we need to talk. We need or- to talk. Yeah,
2: like <laughs> that's all you're gonna think about all day. And then, like a month later you know you know <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> stress about that shit every day <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah I mean when she gets to the blessed isles you know and she asks you know permission to bring Isolde old there they take their time answering her they take a few days and she's like freaking out the whole time like I gotta get back Isolde might not be alive and yeah you're right she should have had that energy <laughs> throughout yeah, the really entire nervous. thing I, I wish yeah. that
1: was something yeah had been emphasized the entire thing so by the time she's at the blessed isles she's at her wits Her wits end, and that's yeah. She doesn't really like being there, but I feel like if you kind of amplified that and had it going on from like way earlier, by the time she's there, you as the reader might be feeling the same thing. Like, I'm just I want to get the fuck back and just know what's happening. I might just leave without them telling me the answer because I don't know what's gonna like, what's happening. Who the fuck knows what's happening in Mm Camivore? So yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Now the next note I have is like around
2: page 60. And this is kind of an example of how I was taking notes while I was reading, even <laughs> if my thoughts resolved themselves later on. Hmm. So I'll go over my next two notes. But this is during the uh, Urlach rail section. One many. Whereas he's more commonly known in the League vernacular, Thresh. <laughs> I don't know why uh, you put that affectation on it, but okay. <laughs> Thresh. Uh, um... So this is the point where uh, someone named um, he, whoever his boss was basically named Maxim Maxim. Um, he kind of yeah, he was he Thresh was up to some shady shit down there and was hiding a bunch of artifacts in his room after pilfering them and his boss caught him. So Thresh kind of walks in on him rifling through his room and he's like, ah ha ha! Your days are over." And then the next scene we get to, it's, um, you know, the the authorities essentially uh, banging on Thresh's door like, uh, uh, you got to come with us. And my first thought immediately was like, for real, dude, you like, you let him just rat you out like that? Like, you didn't just murder this guy? Like, I thought for sure that you were just going to murder this guy. Um, and I was very confused. But then later on... We find out that he did actually uh you know he did i mean he didn't murder him but he like trapped him in a room and was torturing him and the whole reason the authorities came was because that dude was like missing and they wanted to know if he knew anything so it all came together <laughs> my note says ah there we go <laughs> <laughs> ah release finally
1: <laughs> I, I had the exact same thought process um can i say i, I fucking all the thresh stuff is really good i was really i really anytime, so good. anytime i saw that lantern i was like oh man i'm, I'm <laughs> super entertained because i think what it is for me is that um calista's a, not a bad character but i do feel like there was a little bit of a struggle maybe to give her like a really strong voice when you're reading her yeah. passages and she's the main character like i think the vast bulk of the book is her and so it's it's hard when there's not a lot of strong uh, like authorial like narrative voice going on but when you're ever you're from thrush's perspective it's drenched in it and it's like oh yeah, yeah. I totally get what this guy's about what his perspectives are he doesn't have to tell me that he's like a sadistic you know crazy little motherfucker because I just see it in the way he thinks and the way he does shit yeah
0: yeah it's w- w- well before he has someone locked up and he's torturing them <laughs> you know he is the kind of guy who would lock someone up and torture them yeah. and not because he says I'd love to lock someone up and torture them the voice actor for him was really great too I would have read an entire novel from Erlock Rail's point of view yeah. I thought they were were really fantastic and i didn't think i was going to get into it um the first chapter one of the first chapters is from it maybe is the first it's chapter. Like the is from first his one yeah. probably yeah yeah um, and i thought it was good but i wasn't expecting to turn and i i'd like that that was the opening chapter it was setting up him being kind of a uh, sent underground nobody wants to uh mentor him is what it comes down to and you're getting this from his point of view so he's like ah they're all rich snobs, and they just look down on me and they're kind of like you're fucked up (laughs) it's kind of like how they phrase it (laughs) like you need to go away (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you still work here but no one like you're too fucked up (laughs) and i and and, i mean erlock Grail thresh is the one who it gets all of this this is all his fault i was gonna say that's
2: one of the big changes in this like previous versions of the story all we hear is that a, a warden led viego down to the fountain um but thresh in the story has way more agency than that like mm-hmm. it, and
0: it's intentional he's intentionally doing what he can to bring camivore here yeah he's taking every opportunity he can to pull the strings he understands when he needs to use his brains. I like um, towards the end the scene he has when he realizes that Viego is actually very powerful. It's, <laughs> it's such a good moment in the book when um, Viego you know, uses his sword and he sees this magic and Thresh is like, noted, okay. <laughs> Don't push those I'm not, buttons. I'm not going to be able to fight him. All right, <laughs> I'll, I'll use that. And he does use this to his advantage. And even in as much as we bitch about Rise of the Sentinels, Thresh being the one who comes out on top that just gives it so much more weight, this book. Uh, he's great in this, <laughs> for sure.
1: Totally agree. Yeah. It, absolutely yeah. fun to read. Frankly, um, it was a lot of fun seeing him because Rise shows up. I know we're kind of bouncing around. Oh, yeah. I was really mm-hmm. surprised not only that Rise shows up, but he's kind of a main, a, a big player. He's yeah. a POV character. And it, mm-hmm. for some time, the two of them kind of get into like a weird, I don't like you and you don't like me, but we kind of both can help each other type <laughs> situation. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. Like just the tension of them two walking around in these dark caverns underneath the city, and Rise is not like really on board with it, but he he his ambition can't he can't help himself almost a little bit. I really like yeah. those that whole those sequences were a lot of fun to read, frankly.
0: Yeah, those those were great because Rise has a lot of the same bitterness that Grail has, where he's feeling underestimated and kind of left out in a lot of ways. But in his case, it's not because he's too fucked up. It's just the relationship with his mentor, which they kind of mend by the end of the book. And and when Rise realizes, oh, I don't want to be this guy. Holy shit, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: and sure. it,
0: like,
2: it adds another element to Rise's. Um
0: mentoring brand
2: or well I was going to say his fear of the world runes oh because we kind of get the um you know we, we always kind of get the his his mentor's hometown or something was kind of blown up by, by the world rune and they hold too much power in the rune wars and all that but kind of the first instance I guess of his life interacting with one of these world runes even though he probably didn't even know that <laughs> he was interacting with it um was the was the rune at the the bottom of the 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 holy water the waters of life life water <laughs> the well of ages Sobe. I think is what they call it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, seeing seeing what it can do, you know, puts puts a fear of God in you. Not only not, uh,
1: not only that, but the fact that he's kind of also responsible for oh yeah, it absolutely. happening, right? So it, it's a very immense kind of personal guilt. I'll be yeah, I Which like it. Makes sense why he looks so
2: tired in his cinematics <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of souls
1: you're carrying
2: with you. So especially is, for how old
1: you are. I was going to say is the reason he's really old because he drank from the waters of life and it's probably extended his his vitality or some shit.
0: No, well, probably. That would make sense mm-hmm. more than like he's a magic man. So, <laughs> I guess that could also make sense, but it is more interesting the idea that he drank water from the blessed isles, oh, you know, before they were ruined. I would really now I really want to see cuz he does interact with Callista a little bit and in the end Callista makes this massive sacrifice and I really want to know does rise know what Callista is now is he aware that she's this like vengeful spirit that you could summon how does he feel about that
2: <laughs> i'd love a lot of rise interactions with the
1: characters yes of the story i now. agree I'd love that yeah. they could add those in yeah mm-hmm. for sure i, I completely agree it, it would be very it'd just be very interesting because it's this whole deep connection really that we never really knew about and is and i think really only existed in the context of this story right uh, but it's a very interesting one. It's also interesting because they don't really leave on, like, the best of terms. Like, she doesn't really like him because yeah. he's kind of like an Anakin Skywalker type almost. Yeah. <laughs> he's just annoying. And then by the end of it, he knows that, like, oh, she did this really... She did the big sacrifice. And uh, I would never got a chance to thank or even, like, really talk to her about it or anything like that. So, again, just kind of putting more and more stones of guilt on his back almost, you know? Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too, because in his
2: line of work where he's just going around collecting stones some of which probably guarded or owned by other people there's a very real chance that uh someone will be calling callista on him at some point
0: <laughs> oh, that, that would, would be fascinating. so good
1: oh my god yeah i would love that oh my mm. god yes that's a great that's a great fucking story <laughs> idea frankly
0: that oh is man. a really great story idea I mean, he's one of the few people who was still alive and knew Calista before she became what she is.
1: He may be the only person who's who's still yeah, alive. because alive, yeah. there's probably it's probably just Ledros and other ghosts at this at this point. And I can other think, ghosties. Of. Ghosties. Yeah, I don't think we'll yeah. count Diego as alive. But. No. I put this note in upside down.
0: Oh no!
2: Oh shit! <laughs> Let's see. Oh, so <laughs> there's a there's a passage from one of these chapters that says flit dragons fed on nectar with long tongues wings humming and from this description we can kind of gather that flit dragons are essentially like hummingbirds here so this is this is just a, a quick note for Cassante lore um, if you're gonna give something normal a new name describe it so we have context on what the hell you're trying to say <laughs> thank you i guess
1: that's fair, that is a fair that's a fair it's a fair point
2: him. let's see what we got here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like this you rediscovering your notes. I know, thing.
0: like especially <laughs> these early ones.
2: <laughs> this is uh this is going to be a, a mythic quest deep cut for fans mm. of the shows. But this is this is referring to Diego um when he did decide to uh to uh make have that map made of um all the all the ocean Uh-oh.
1: yeah
2: <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. I just gathered, I just gathered these hundreds of maps together, and then I called the cartographer in <laughs> to just go through them and like and make this map. Did you know we had a cartographer? <laughs> it had it had such big calling the art team in on the weekend vibes <laughs> from, from Mythic Quest.
0: Yeah, running joke in <laughs> Mythic Quest is they have the art department whip things up, quote unquote. Obviously, nothing's whipped up. It takes hours of labor. <laughs> like, oh yeah, our team whipped it up real quick for us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it made me think of that bit where he, they're trying to get Ledros to be his new bodyguard, and they're trying to figure out, well, only a noble can do it. And Nuno, his advisor, is like, well, you can just make him a noble. And he was like, I can do that. It's like, aren't there laws? It's like, yeah, you're king. You can just do it. I'll whip up the paperwork. We'll be good to go. <laughs> Sign here and here. So Michele in the
0: audiobook? There. Uh his name is pronounced Nunyo. Oh really? Which uh-huh. All I could think was Nunyo. Nunyo business. <laughs>
1: business.
0: <laughs> Every time they fucking wow. said it. Okay. Nunyo.
1: <laughs> Talking about Nunyo, what do y'all think about Nunyo being like an actual like bad guy at the end of it all?
2: I mean, I I
1: like, I I, like it
2: because the 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 big thing is that Nunyo did what Callista almost couldn't I guess Callista was promised to or her her job was to protect the crown or like protect Camivore above all else and she felt like the best way to do that was to uh, back up um, Viego and protect Viego but like Viego's the reason that all of Camivore <laughs> was going down the drain and he had drained the coffers and there was no money to pay for anything and I can see from, like, from Nanyo's perspective, as someone who wants Camivore to continue existing, yeah, pillaging this place that's just full of gold and has no defense, like, I can see how that would make a lot of sense, especially, you know, if you knew that your king was going to be leading the charge and there was every, every chance that he was going to die doing it and <laughs> Hecarim would take over. Mm. from Nunyo's perspective that makes total sense to me like <laughs> that's how you fix Camivore. that may be the only way to fix Camivore.
1: <laughs> it's an interesting idea um and you see hints of it around him like there are moments where calista like there's at least one scene where calista walks in on him and hecarim talking about like okay what do we do if this shit doesn't fucking work and we and Diego's a problem um it's it's an interesting one it's i found it a little a more worm for sure <laughs> it, it worked It worked better, maybe, than, like, the and Betrayal, because I didn't necessarily see it coming. But I looked back, and I was like, well, he is... There are moments where he'll, like, do things that seem like it's kind of making things worse. Like, he's kind of egging Viego on. And it's like, why is he doing that? I was like, okay, it's because he's kind of trying to drive him to this point. You know, that he's got this very clear sort of fascination with these magical artifacts that, you know, the Blessed Isles obviously have. So, it's like, I can see him both, like you described, having this kind of... Um, ruthless political sort of perspective on it but then also like a personal like i i want to see what they've got in those fucking vaults and i would i kind of i can personally benefit from doing this (laughs) so this is it was an interesting turn i didn't really expect it i'll say yeah yeah he's he struck me as like a less clever Thresh. like he, (laughs) he still
2: had schemes and machinations but like um, didn't have to work nearly as hard for his.
0: I'm gonna be honest, I kept forgetting about him, and then whenever they said Nunyo, I would be like, Nunyo business, and then I never had any idea what they said after that because I was so distracted. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> maybe they should have so gone I've, with a different pronunciation. I missed
0: a lot of the Nunyo stuff, uh, I'm gonna be honest. Gonna <laughs> I do kind
2: of want to go back and replay those sections of really the ruined. game yeah. that because, was because like be- I know that he was Is like, Nunyo in it, Nunyo, yeah, yeah. Nekrit's in it. Um,
0: that's Nekrit?
2: Yeah, Nanyo Necritz is...
0: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> um, but in The Ruined King, he like he helps you out. Did it say his full
0: name a lot?
2: No, I no. think maybe once or twice. Okay,
0: years. I must have missed it when I was... I'm always like taking care of like my baby when I'm listening to an audiobook. <laughs> it's well, it that's is. That's how I read oh, books I've these days.
1: <laughs> I'm
0: sorry. Yeah. The only some of one us just ignore our
1: babies, <laughs> okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, some of you all have wives that take care of your babies all day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah So he's your help She's like He's your helper in the Ruined King He gives you a ton of information And I'm trying to remember if there's like A section where he talks about Regret for his part in the ruination So he's still or not.
0: alive? Probably. I mean no he's like a oh, okay. Everyone he's
2: on the Shadow Isles he's just kind yeah, of a wraith yeah, but, okay. but he's like
1: He still has sentience on like a lot of the yeah, Shadow so Isle I wraiths yeah. and Like you said he does. he is pivotal to that team succeeding eventually um, it's a it made me want to go back and see that too cuz i feel like he probably yeah. he probably doesn't and it's probably just this was this is what was added later right before that game came out but i don't know maybe it was something that I was kind of glossed over or missed and just kind of assumed like oh who knows what what old necrit's talking about i was probably very distracted like hey look it's necrit Here look at that necrit ah <laughs> he's a ghost so. <laughs> It was, it was just surprising that this little side kind of—I want to say—joke character. I thought he was going to show up at the start and like just as this kind of like beleaguered, almost Merlin type, like the house magician, and then would never show up again. Rather than being like really pivotal to the fucking events of the story, is it was, it was weird.
0: <laughs> That's why they—they they did it.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you never saw it coming. Yeah, they're like well, they, Anthony was like, "They're going to know about Hacchrum and all that. <laughs> yeah, true. Catch him off guard.
2: Now, shall we? shall we go over what in my head I dubbed as the the Yasuo Island which if you've played uh the Ruined King you'll probably uh know the reference but um the 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 side quest that they go on before going to the Shadow Isles that probably didn't need to be in the book anyway, Is this the but st- was the just Siraca? an opportunity to introduce <laughs> Soraka. Oh my
0: god, I forgot, yes.
2: Introducing <laughs> Clan Pharos. Um, yeah. Pre, for the record, this this all takes place not only pre Tilt Over Zahn, but even pre Bilgewater. Yeah. Um, but they introduce a member of uh, Clan Pharos, pre Clan Pharos days. Um, and they introduce, uh, Soraka.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess talking about it, I thought, I, I kind of agree. It probably didn't need to be in the book. Cause like, it feels like it's kind of waiting, like wasting time. It's just kind of like spinning its wheels a bit. The context is Calista. Yeah. They've hit a brick wall. They can't get through the mist and they're trying to figure out what to do. And they know, and Calista kind of deduces, oh, well there's this, there's this port called Buru. Um, and maybe we can find more information there. Some voyage was went there, um, and they don't find a guide. And eventually, they get the deal with the Pharaohs guy, who leads them to Soraka, who's like a seer, and kind of, and, and then just gives like a cryptic message. And then they get betrayed. And there's like a tiny action sequence. I guess to me, it was like the biggest issue that I had with it is that when you have to introduce like a vision or like a dream or like a soothsayer or like a seer to come in and help your character find the plot, it's like. Mm. There's not like a better way like Callista couldn't have done something to find the plot. You just kinda yeah. had to kinda and reach in and I agree. You know. The worst part to me is that she did.
2: Like, if if they had seen the ship that was being attacked, and then Callista was like, wait a minute, that masthead is what Soraka told me to look out for. Let's go save them. Yeah, it makes sense. Maybe maybe you need the vision. But she didn't. The her captain was like, Oh no, we can't we can't interrupt there they're being attacked they're probably dead we're fine and Calista was like no I don't care what happens we're gonna go save them and she was gonna save that ship regardless she didn't even know that it was the ship with the masthead on it she was already going there she was already rescuing them and like was already going to meet the people that were going to set this entire thing into motion like the the whole vision was just like you know her, her little Vestaya companion was like oh hey there's that there's that thing that Soraka said <laughs> on the ship that we're already on, because we rescued it without having seen it first. You're right.
0: Wow. Yeah. Really, uh, it's super frustrating. And it's extra frustrating, because we talked a lot about ways that we needed this to be beefed up a little bit more to connect with the characters, and then we get this Soraka chapter, which I genuinely forgot about <laughs> until you brought it up, because it has no importance at all. To the pot. Maybe if Soraka had come back in some way. Why does she... It, does she want the... Is it just destiny that the Blessed Isles are going to become the Shadow Isles? I'm sorry. The Dead Rocks.
1: <laughs> the big Dead Rocks.
0: <laughs> the big Dead Rocks. Uh, why is she leading Callista here? I...
1: It's a good question, because she presents it to Callista as like, you have a choice. You cannot do this, and you can just go live your life and be happy if you just fucking leave. And on top of that, Soraka's like, well, you know, someday this is going to be Bilgewater. She didn't say it outright, but I was like, and that sucks, because is going to suck ass. It's going to be a pla- it's gonna be like a canter <laughs> sore of murder. That's and, a quote. And, yeah. That's actually from, from page 189. Bilgewater's, Bilgewater's going to suck, suck ass, ass, said Soraka. <laughs> <It's gonna> suck <laughs> You know, I don't know what Soraka's deal is. To be honest with you, um, maybe she's sort of like a, she's just very impartial and amoral, almost. Just like I just tell it how it is and let people decide. But it seems weird because it seems like she doesn't want Bilgewater to be there. And maybe Calista not doing this shit will change that. But I don't know. You know,
0: or maybe Bilgewater would suck less ass if it wasn't attacked by wraiths every fucking three months or whatever. It would probably <laughs> help.
1: It would have to help, right? <laughs>
0: I think so. I think it would have helped a lot.
1: You know what another frustration had? So this I had?
0: is also Raka's fault. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. We can
1: really it's we should just keep tracing the blame back and find whose fault it really originally is. It's probably some Cambivoran, I'm gonna guess, but you know, you never know. Um another complaint I had with that is that they get betrayed by the Pharaohs guy. He takes Callista and uh, holy shit, I forgot her name. Fenix. I always Fe- was it Fezix? So probably something of vernix, which is that <laughs> shit that's on babies when they're first born. Venix. <laughs> Venix. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> She's got cream cheese all over. Mm. But um They get they get betrayed and they kinda of t- he Clan Pharaoh's guy takes them prisoner, and the whole thing is resolved in like four pages. Um it's it's such a, sh- a little brief hiccup of like a, a a complication. It's like, why even do it? Or why not, or, or rather than that, why not like spend more time with it? So there's like, there's like some tension around what's going to happen, how they're going to get out of it. Um, it's just like they're captured, mm-hmm. they're like captured, and then they're free, like in the span of me turning yeah. the page. I was like, oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I I had also forgotten about the portrayal because it's so quick. The only thing I can think of is one, maybe they needed some kind of action scene because it had to happen. They were feeling pressure to put a little bit more action. I don't think that's necessary, but I understand kind of feeling like that when you're making a high fantasy, or they wanted to highlight it, various ways in which Callista is being portrayed in her life. Because um, at the end of the novel, I mean, she does turn into this vengeful wraith which i also didn't love how that happened um we could talk about that when we get more towards (laughs) the end of the book but i i really didn't feel a lot of the portrayal that she was talking about i mean because the Hecron betrayal was so laughingly obvious Um, and then the other ones are things that we haven't seen except this one little area which like i I don't know is this really that is that much of a mar on your soul Callista? the stranger that you trusted betrayed you for money or whatever
1: who no one trusted this this
2: markedly untrustworthy dude
0: yeah so i I, my i think i think what they were trying to do is surround Callista with betrayal is my thought but I, I it was wildly unnecessary yeah I think more time could have been spent on things that we talked about her or you know Diego's relationship with Ysold
1: and sure and I think Palista, to, to your like point that. about like pacing because um, we go right from that to another action sequence where they're saving the ship that we oh have yeah been talking you're right about. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like both both that piece I think in turn suffers because it's also very short again it's like four pages of them fighting these like mer people and it, from like when it starts to when it's resolved it's like maybe Which that could have been just, very cool that had a lot of potential it's a cool fight there's a lot of imagery like maybe just that can all be the mer people fight or it can all be the betrayal if you <laughs> want to do go that yeah. route um, just yeah. give it some more time I think that was yeah so yeah I um, think that's one the betrayal around her at all, at all turns hmm little (laughs)
2: cocoon cocoon of doom
0: (laughs) it's a sequel to cocoon (laughs) Uh,
2: let's see my next note is for page 220 do you have one before that mark um
1: i don't know i don't want to keep harping on it i was a little frustrated (laughs) that when she they go to save that ship that the captain acquiesced and like they have like two or three lines back and forth before (laughs) venix is like okay we'll go save them when Vinix seems really convinced that if we go deal with these things, we're going to fucking die. We need to get away as soon as possible. And then afterwards, Vinix is sort of like, well, yeah, you were right, Callista. It shames me that I was so dishonorable. It's like, I don't know. She kind of, like, Vinix always struck me as, like, a really practical, like, you know, down-to-earth otter person. And she shouldn't be so <laughs> willing to, like, she shouldn't give a shit about honor. You know, it doesn't matter. Honor matters to only when you're dead. I don't know, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems Whatever.
2: If if your life is at sea, I imagine you you deal you make a lot more really tough decisions based on practicality than yeah. someone in Callista's situation might as royalty. Yeah. yeah,
0: I wish more time would have been spent on her character because especially, she's one of the few who survives the ruination. And, and I liked her. I, I Yeah, I did I like what was here her. for sure. Yeah, so I play. definitely wanted more time with her and more time to flesh out the character. It was interesting to have a Vestian, which I wasn't expecting. And yeah, she was a, a cool little character who ended up being kind of important later. I mean, she's contributing to um, expanding the Sentinels, which... Is, you know, I'm important. <laughs> I guess.
2: <laughs> so, my note actually, the one that I mentioned on page 220, when they first get to the island, we, we meet. Um, I forget her name already. Um, She's Sentinel, also in the uh, j-
0: j- God,
1: Hold He's on, on the, let me look for her picture here. You're talking about the, sen- the artificer? Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Or, okay, yeah. Um, Gendaka? Oh, you're I think that sounds right. That sounds
2: right. Gendakaya, Kaya, yeah. Gendakaya Kaya, nice. I was
0: close.
2: Um, so she mentions being being like a, a sentinel of this area for some fucking reason. Did not even click in my mind that it was like that sentinel <laughs> really? until like until she started showing her like
3: uh, oh, <laughs> the
2: blacksmith where they were making the sentinel weapons. I was like, oh, sentinel. <laughs> It wasn't capitalized was the problem. <laughs> so which, as I'm looking at it,
1: no, it is capitalized. I was going to say, it was capitalized. <laughs> it was capitalized. <laughs> you know what? That's just like your brain protecting itself. Uh, See sentinels, and like there's it, just a yeah, blank spot really, on the page. Uh,
0: You're like, I'm enjoying myself. I don't, I don't want to think about the I'll sentinels. I don't want to think
1: about that. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: hmm.
2: Also, fun fact about me and this forge on the, 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 the Shadow Isles Going here in the Ruined King took me so fucking long to find this forge. Could not find this for the life of me. Fuck, I, I don't even remember. I assume this is the same forge.
1: I assume there's only one forge. <laughs> they got the one forge. But I don't they know.
2: They got the And that's all you need.
1: I don't even remember it, to be honest with you. Hmm, so. Let's see. What did y'all think of uh the artificer whose name I've already forgotten? Uh,
0: Jendakaya. Yeah. Um, she's another one that I...
1: Very friendly.
0: She was very friendly. <laughs> I wanted naturally friendly. Again, I needed more time with her. Again, specifically, she's not a champion, so Jendakai is a new character, and uh, you know, I'm gonna need a little bit more time with that. You know, we understand that as a sentinel, she's gonna be very important. Where I assumed she was going to survive because the sentinels have to survive <laughs> in some way. But if I were a reader, it, it, like who didn't know anything about League, I think this would have caught me really off guard mm-hmm. because it didn't—it didn't feel very important in the moment. I, it, I only knew it was important, and so it felt yeah a little bit more important.
2: Yeah, she got I mean, very
1: attached to Callista very quickly. That's kind of my almost yeah. frustration yeah. with it. Uh, it it, yeah. it feels like a hallmark of. Uh, some fan fiction writing is like everyone just kind of likes Callista, right? Jindakaya, yeah. apropos nothing, just starts talking to like she's this outsider and just starts kind of talking. And I get that she bu- like Jindakaya sort of bucks tradition and is kind of a she doesn't go along with what the all the other Hellions, blessed Isle folk say. But it is where she just kind of sits down and just like, hey, do you want to hear about some cool relic weapons that I'm fucking making? Um,
0: yeah, you're totally right. I, like they, they're another like, kid with her Pokemon
1: cards. <laughs> Tyrus is like they that too. It. He is,
0: yeah. They needed to talk about the sentinel weapons, and it was like uh, he didn't know how to approach it, really. And I I think maybe Callista is wandering. She's trying to kill time. Is there a way she could have come across a sentinel weapon on her own? I imagine these aren't super locked up, are they? I don't remember, because it's not like they're super important yet. So having her... Be able to pick one up and have it fire in a way, or something like that. I think you could have gotten Jenikaia's attention very quickly, and gotten the backstory of these these weapons and and why they're so important. That would have been nice. Yeah, yeah, because Callista, being even if she couldn't completely fire it, you know, <laughs> because that would be. A little too easy, but if she could have made it work in some way, that that people would take a really long time. Although they keep saying that it takes forever, but Callista manages to work one very quickly. Is it Rise who manages to work? You no, know, who is it? Venix picks one up and can work it right away. Lucian and his story also- <laughs> picks mm. up a Sentinel weapon and can work it right away.
2: I think a lot of the technology behind that is probably what makes the Keystone type thing worked yeah. too and Necrit just picked that shit up immediately too
1: like it <laughs> yeah maybe it's it, maybe she's really hyping it up oh this is really hard maybe she's just really bad at it and everyone else is like <laughs> oh no it no, seems pretty easy <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Senna too because Senna also was like <laughs> they just weren't very good at these sentinel weapons you know
1: what this is making me think of um, so at some point Ryze and, and Grail um, get into the, the waters of life or whatever and Ryze steals some for Grail and Ryze starts being kind of like haunted by this like specter that oh, he yeah. saw down in there and there's a bit where Ryze kind of runs into Calista and into Kaya. And it just, They're out at night, and the specter's after him, and it's this tiny little, tiny little sequence, like, resolved in a page, where they just shoot the, the specter, and I feel like maybe that could have been a good incident where everyone kind of meets, and, you know, in, in the scuffle, the, the relic weapon gets dropped, Jindakai gets knocked out or something, and Calista has to, like, desperately is, like, trying to get it to work, and does, finally. And that's how they're kind of introduced. Like, maybe the Sentinels do kind of operate just in the shadows like the threshers almost I don't know there's a lot Mm. maybe something like that I like that I don't know yeah
0: that would have made a lot more sense to me yeah, cuz oh god, now that I'm really thinking about it, Jendakai sitting down and be like, "I'm a sentinel. Would you like to see my relic weapons?" <laughs> like it was just, oh, it's just so like uh, I wonder if these like, will be important later in the story. Better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. "Hi, I'm a plot point and I have plot <laughs> points. Would you like to see my plot points?" Yeah, yeah. That's
1: that's I think that that nails it. That's that's what was kind of frustrating <laughs> me about it. Um I was just curious cuz I had that sense. I want to know what y'all thought. But it was fine. <laughs> I don't know.
2: So right. This is this is unrelated to that. This, okay. We're at page two eighty 280, two eighty eight now for me. <clears throat> Alright. Um I feel like shorter. something that something that this book does that I don't think is done um, in the Viego stories or the stories surrounding Viego is like I I feel like it really hones in on the fact that um, Diego is not like a <clears throat> um just like kind of like a, a petulant child king who wants his wife back like there's like real mental illness here that they're uh, dipping their toe into but not committing to really mm-hmm. um but i i definitely like it it makes me I don't know it makes me it makes me not hate Diego quite as much because the <laughs> whole like petulant king child and i will burn mm. everything to get my queen back type thing um never felt great um but you know the the idea of like a, a a king's like mind kind of unraveling and uh kind of anchoring on to the one thing that kind of was centering him um i can buy that more <laughs> yeah it I, I, I doesn't make of, me like viego <laughs> personally anymore but i could buy the motivation more
1: i, I kind of agree I, I so far and i'll be curious to see how i feel once we actually get to him um so far Wright has not really sold me on the the portrayal of viego as someone who didn't actually love this sold and saw her more as like a possession i understand that's an idea that they've pushed and i think it, it absolutely could work and be, could be a nice sort of uh, twist on what seems like a very sympathetic villain, but they haven't, they haven't, they haven't, they haven't sold me on it yet. Is the only way I can describe it. He, and, he's still. And com- in fact, go ahead. They,
2: they seem to be doing the opposite. Like there are several points, mm-hmm. even of of Esold's journal, where she specifically like, no, it wasn't like this. Like at the beginning, this was great. Like loving is great. And like obviously he has a temper, but like you know it was a great relationship and I think they specifically say like the few months leading up to when sold did end up getting poisoned was like really when all the trouble started happening um,
0: I mean I mean it's I think it has all the ground I mean all the flags for an abusive relationship. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really what it was, is Diego was very emotionally abusive towards her. And uh, more often than not, those relationships do start out really, really nice and happy. And then he's clinging to her. Um, I think leaning into that more would have been good. It's really hard to read stuff like that. But him trying to maybe um separate Isolde from people other people who care about her.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure, I think that's yeah. another
0: thing that we kind of almost get. She doesn't really have any family. Um she is close to Callista, which I don't know if that worked for me or not, but I there's like a moment where she wants a friend with her and she's not feeling well and they bring her a doll. And like that's very sad. Like <laughs> it's like her closest friend is a little doll that she made because she's just so separated from everyone she's ever known in her life so yeah i i think that's i buy that a lot more with Diego than just seeing he's old as just a possession i i think he does love her um but he's
2: abusive and he loves but he's very his abusive
0: <laughs> and codependent and toxic and
2: <laughs> yeah spoiler alert for the video game the ruined king but i mean that's kind of how you beat Diego at the end of the game is you're given intel that like this fairy tale romance that he's been selling throughout the whole game is an illusion that he's created, mm-hmm. and you kind of you have memories of um, him as he's like seeing sold and like the impact that his actions are having on Isolde and he's like yelling at her and all this shit, and mm-hmm. like you're you're presenting him with these memories,
1: and like hey, your whole shit's a lie, <laughs> you know that right? <laughs> I think you kind of said it best, Rebecca, like, the, the, it's all there. The groundwork is all there, right? I, what I want is, like, a couple more scenes of them together, kind of showing yeah. how the, the way that things have progressed and the layers get pulled back on him. And I want, like, three more journal entries of his soul. It's kind of seeing her going from the start of it to the end and realizing this is not okay. I, I can't do this. You know? Like, that's that, that would be really... that would is what I need to get it to work for me, I'll say. Yeah. Um, and plus, another interesting kind of thing is that, like, I don't know if this was established anywhere else, but the fact that Camivore That she's from some nation that Camavore invaded and just, like, completely took over. And this weird yeah. power kind of dynamic between the two of them. There's a lot of mm-hmm. fertile ground there, too, that I think... They, they, they touch on in the here, but I'd like to see it get more play in that, that yeah. relationship. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Especially think. because it's not, like... You know, it's not like they took over this area, and then she was nobility in that area that they married. Like she was, I mean, that would already have a power dynamic. But she was just like a commoner in this area, so that's even that's way more of <laughs> of, of that in play.
1: Yeah, yeah. Frankly, that's why I'm always a little like it's it 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 almost makes it harder for me to believe that she's so. Cause they describe her a lot as like being very politically savvy. Like she works the court real well and, she, and she's really beloved by the people which could happen but it's hard to imagine someone who was just like this kind of just low-born low seamstress who got pulled into this like world and is very adept at, at handling it. Now maybe that's like she just found her, she's found that she discovered she was good at it and that can work. Um, this is the thing where I was like we just need more time with the soul. We need more time with yeah. her not mm-hmm. as a fucking corpse. Yeah. <laughs> <Right? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of sold
2: and a corpse, my next note here, uh, so there's, this chapter opens, um, and says, uh, Viego went back and gently gathered up his dead wife in his arms. Yeah, like, put a note, there like, come on, she has a name, okay? It's Rich Girl with the Dead Parent. <laughs>
0: Little players throwback there. <laughs> Um, so we skip back one of my favorite parts of the book and it's when Callista returns to oh, fuck yeah. after getting she gets her no from the Blessed Isles and this slow realization that Isold is dead um, <laughs> and that VA goes in denial of this and everyone around him is just kind of silently like, yeah, maybe uh. Get well soon, man. <laughs> like, I don't really know what to say, and because I didn't, I, I didn't know if she was going to be alive or not. Because I think this could have gone either way. I think there are, there are tellings where she had died already, or she was still really sick when she was put in the the waters. Right. I think she was
2: mostly dead in all of them, but the degree of dead varied. <laughs> the degree of all. dead. Okay. In one of them, she had maggots <laughs> on her, and That's the other true. one, she was preserved with magic. magic. She's but, slightly yeah.
0: preserved with magic here. She's got the macaws, right? Um, Yeah, this was fantastic. Just the like, she's smelling decay as she gets there. But at the same time, it sounds like Isolde is still alive. And she gets in the room and she's like, this bitch is not
3: alive.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Like this, she is very dead and has been dead. For a long time,
1: (laughs) yeah, for sure. You know,
0: oh, it's so good. I
1: complained a bit about some of the descriptions being a little sparse, but this was one of the ones that really worked. And I think it's like, oh, the author's like pulling in like the senses, right? The the first thing that hits is like the smell, and they're trying to cover it up with like heavy incense, but you can still like that stink (laughs) Mm -hmm. that just kind of runs under it. And she's like the whole sequence of her coming like into the city, um, and it's just like fucking chaos. She's going through the palace, and it's like there's rotting food, there's riots, and just like open like kind of gang warfare in the streets. I don't know. In the guards, are, it's it's great. It's like, wow, this place has gone to fucking shit. It's a great kind of reveal. And I, again, I wish she had been had it more on her mind coming into it. Like, oh, I wonder what is yeah. like. It is not not fucking good, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is her worst nightmare. They're probably fine, right? Because you think in your head, like she's probably thinking in her head, this is what it's going to be like. But at the same time, being like that's not going to happen. Like, calm down. It's not <laughs> the city's irrational. not going to fall apart. <laughs> You're being around. Uh, yeah, but then she gets off the... And it's literally her worst. It's got to be her worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. I assume. Everyone's starving on the streets. Diego has... They mentioned he sold everything. They're massively in debt. Cambovore's destroyed long before <laughs> the ruination happened yeah. here.
2: And I do love the description of, like, how he lost it, too. Just because, like, I, he... He let a few charlatans in who were like, yeah, I can cure her. Then oh, word got around that he would just give fucking anyone yeah. money if you just pretended yeah, to be able to cure her. Yeah, fucking
0: Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> showed up with goop, and she was like, I got this. <laughs> Have me you my, tried one of my candles? My mineral... <laughs> Some mineral oil. Smells like here. vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it's, mm, it's good. The only thing I don't buy is that no one barged into the castle or killed Diego, especially because the Iron Order was sent away. Was all the Iron Order sent away? Some of them had to still be they there, were, right?
1: They were actually, the Iron Order specifically was like, were, were acting as guards in the. okay. Palace, okay. Was now un, I remember. Unheard okay. of beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is, makes
0: sense because I was like, "There's no way no one would have been like just fucking annihilated Vega Like, dude, this queen is dead. You've completely run our country into the mm. ground, like mutiny, right?
1: Yeah, I do like that moment yeah. where I think Callista is. I think her and Ledros are maybe like they, they're meeting again after she's come back, and she's either says it or just thinks like, "What do people f- like who are in the middle of a dying civilization think and feel? Do they yes! realize it's dying? Do they just go about their day?" Like, is this it? Is this what it's like to see the death throes of this kingdom is like. Yes.
0: I gotta say, as an American, it was very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh that was that was a really great moment. And she's just, just like she knows she knows that it's over. Camelot Wars, like done. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I am curious actually, because we know how um we know how opportunistic Hecarim is. We know he's not above killing people if he thinks he can get away with it. We know that his ultimate aspirations are just kind of climbing the ladder for power. Yeah. He wants as much power as possible within Camavore. I'm very surprised he didn't uh, try to kill Diego, especially while Callista was gone, because Callista was like probably the only way he was not going to get through And, and i mean obviously he'd have to get through ledros which would be tough but i imagine if he has the whole iron order i mean there's always there's already been rumors that the reason he leads the lion order the the iron order is because he killed the other leader like other of the iron order probably aware this happened but they're fucking cool with it because they get to loot shit and that's what they want um I do not think there would have been a lot of resistance if he was just like, hey, I'm gonna go fucking kill Diego. <laughs> Are you guys down? And then we can keep looting like he's having us doing right now, but we don't have to lose literally all of the treasure that's in the vault because why do I
1: care about protecting this yeah. kingdom that's fucking broke as hell? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is something they try and really emphasize is that Callista is kind of... His marriage to Callista is key to him having some sort of valid claim to the throne, but... Who gives a shit right like who right? is going to say hey my dude i know i'm a peasant who's starving because you, that guy closed the granaries uh and you killed them and opened them again but can i see that birth certificate please right yeah yeah,
0: yeah he could have easily gotten people on you that's a really good point john i, de- I definitely don't buy that hacker would have kind of stood by and just listened to a vehicle i think he would have really taken advantage of the situation he, uh, Viego's gotten himself, he's the only thing standing between I think everyone coming in and tearing Viego apart anyway yeah. he wouldn't even have to go in and right. kill Viego himself
1: maybe <laughs> like, if, whoops
2: forgot a guard tonight
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe if they did something more to establish it like he was really manipulating Viego like if I can keep him alive yeah. he's much more valuable alive because then I yeah, all eyes are on him and I can kind of run from the shadow like run the place from the shadows it could be interesting but I do agree it doesn't yeah. make a I think they just wanted him to... They really wanted him to to (laughs) be just so mischievous. He's like, "Mm, I'm going to marry Callista. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
2: (laughs) Now, uh, we get another conflicting uh, account of how this happened when um, they have the whole scene in the well... Uh, where with viego and isold after she's dead and he puts her in the waters of, of life which this is by far my favorite version of how this happened because I think I've always kind of wondered the way they've always described it is like he put her dead body in the water and through some magic it's been described a few different ways <laughs> through various magics it's in here, so or vague. the potency of the magical <laughs> yeah. artifacts shit went wrong and now shadow isles um but i really like what they did here so they established early on that the sword that viego carries will suck your life force out and they also established that the the waters of life will heal you so when isold turned into her wraith form and then stabbed viego with the sword there was like a magical battle where the waters were trying to heal him at the same time as the sword was trying to suck his life essence out. And the two of them were just battling against each other. Meanwhile, the world rune was like at the bottom of this well. Just like, all right, I'm going to suck in some powers and win this fight. And it just <laughs> fucking exploded everything. Yeah. It was great. I liked it way more i like i don't need a lot of practical explanation for how magic works but i like a little bit and this did it for me <laughs> yeah,
1: I, yeah i completely agree yeah um you know this is a really good example of I, we complain a lot of times in various lore pieces about uh, the yada 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 vagaries <sighs> um this is a, really all you need like just a couple of ideas they're you know put into the story early and then they come together in a nice like oh he's stuck in a weird crazy magical death loop <laughs> and shit's right? going fucking haywire makes sense loved it it's
0: great and easel being the one to cause it is really great too i i mean she she really kind of causes the ruination i mean we and i I really like that idea i mean this is viego's fault we keep like joking around and pointing blame this is all viego's fault in the end um whoever led him here whatever he's the one who's fucking up but if the if easel just didn't stab him (laughs) like this wouldn't have happened but at the same time you're like i don't blame you girl i don't know (laughs) Like, (laughs) you gotta do it but yeah her whole like she comes back and she's like i was at peace i like i had seen the other side why the fuck am i here are you kidding me right (laughs) like she thought she had escaped and then she did not and that is oh that's so devastating that is a tragedy
2: and then like seeing that And then the bit we get to see of her at the end of the Sentinels of Light event, too, where she gives, like, another very similar speech. was like, my dude, again? (laughs) Like, I thought we had this conversation already.
1: (laughs) I'm so sick of being here. (laughs) Fuck
0: off, Diego. I genuinely hope after Rise of the Sentinels, if we can get anything. Izzy's old at peace now. Has she moved on? Is she okay? No, she's
1: stuck in a doll. or some shit. I don't know.
0: Honestly, that's not bad. You did make it sound like she was fucking the doll, which
1: she's fucking <laughs> Hello? the doll. Um, I'm stuck again. Uh, I need help. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, but anyway. No. Yeah, that was all That was all great.
1: <clears throat> Frankly, that also makes uh, Calista's fate a little more tragic because we do see a bit of a moment where it seems like she's moving on to the afterlife and, and she's yep. in this kind of warm, glowy peace. And then, like her, her need for vengeance, kind of, or I guess that, and also the ruination. That's the big thing.
0: Yeah, it's the ruination (laughs) first. If she had died, like fully died, I think a little bit earlier, she would have been okay. Is that kind of what we can understand? I'm not sure.
1: It probably. I don't know. That's a good question. But they say that all of like the the fifty soldiers she had with her were all ghosty. So mm. I imagine. Like, oh, true. Recent. It's like they zombies. They had died earlier. You know, recent death, kind of. Any thing. bodies yeah. there? Probably. Yeah. Maybe their souls no were all
0: nearby. Kindred. Kindred was trying their best. Man, they were <laughs> trying to get to every single one. There were too many. Like, well, I was like,
1: I was five minutes away. What the fuck happened? Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I also do. uh, As a little bit before, uh, Isolde is brought into the waters. Grail has a moment where he's kind of questioning Diego's sword, and you realize it's because he really wants it. (laughs) But he kind of realizes that it's soulbound; it wouldn't work. And he's like, "Oh, okay." Diego's like, "Why are you asking all these questions?" He's like, "Oh, no, nothing, no reason. Never mind. It's cool. You're the waters. You want to go? Probably puts
1: sight away. Like no reason.
0: (laughs) Yeah."
1: I do like the Grail's like, huh? I should I should just kill him, but I want to see what happens when he puts this dead bitch in those waters. Yeah,
0: no, right? you're so right. It's so great, and I bought it to a hundred percent. Grail is just like I he could have he could have killed him, and he's like I'm just kind of I just fucking want to see what happens, and he really won in the end. He came out on top here.
2: That's true. Yeah. Took him a little
0: while, but he turns in. No, even just at the end of this, I mean, he turns. Oh, yeah. we, we hear him get turned into Thresh. He becomes Thresh here. In fact, as they say, oh no, <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> just a thresher. They had sneered. They made him what he was, and now they would suffer the consequences of their arrogance and petty cruelty. Erlock Grail is dead. He hissed. Now there is just Thresh. And it had big, no longer thresher, now thresh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was thinking that, too. Yeah. Oh, man. So... We got a long note here.
2: Oh, yeah? This was, like, my... This was my end of book... Oh, okay. ...note. Uh, Just random things. I liked... Oh, yeah. This is an example of, like, the icons. Like, that's, like, the... uh, um, you know, the rise runes and stuff, but mm-hmm. I'd like the use of icons to shift character perspective. I thought that was really nice, sure. really made it clear whose voice you were getting at any given time, um, which is always really good. Uh, I just heard the voice yeah, even easier.
0: <laughs> um. John has John writes the tiniest, tiniest little font ever. And I make fun of him for it and he's like, No, it's perfect. And then I just watch you with your old man eyes have to hold the book up to your face. <laughs> you I don't really have up? to
2: hold it up to my face. It was just for it was just for theatre. Uh, I don't buy it. <laughs> anyway.
1: The episode script is actually in that book. <laughs> I was worried Callista
2: would be betrayed by the host. Knowing they were poor and Hecarim had money, uh, a betrayal could have happened that's within the realm of possibility uh, especially with all of the um spears in her back that we know are there <laughs> um but uh i like how they ended up doing it although i feel like i kind of would have liked yeah you know, i mean it was it was good kind of showing loyalty and everything but like i feel like it kind of would have made sense if her people had betrayed her at the end there like i feel like hecarim made a big deal of saying like no like your people aren't even getting paid like the only reason they're getting any
1: money is because i'm paying them yeah. with the gains from how <laughs> would been shit. Great. I, 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 I agree yeah. um i agree because when you read the Callista story it feels way more impactful and kind of all of a sudden that like she thought yeah. things were one way and then the world shifts and next thing she you know her and ledros are bleeding out and that's a lot more impactful than this kind of extended last stand fight sequence again very garen first shield um and it doesn't have the same impact you never really feel a betrayal at any point and, no yeah. no
0: so really what happens is she she knows Hecram is evil when she's still alive and then he's like oh i'll tell you what we can still win They've and i'll him, spare ledros yeah or something she's like got that. him at spear
1: point they have beaten him she's got him at spear point right but yeah. no, you're saying. I was yeah. just like getting context and for she, it.
0: And she yeah, no no, you're right. And she agrees to it. And then is like I'm sorry, Ledros. We love each other, but I must wed him. And then he stabs her. And I'm like, "Oh no. Like <laughs> Calista. It 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 doesn't work for me at all. It was just it really really doesn't work. Fucking Calista being stabbed by the people she's been giving orders to this whole time who have followed her loyally. Uh, for years oh that's so much more de- because hecarim bought them oh my god yeah. that is great yeah. that would have been devastating and i would have bought her becoming this vengeful spirit Yeah, because she be she's you know she's warm she's at peace the ruination happens she gets up ledros finds her and she's like ledros oh my god i can't believe this happened to us this is devastating and then she's like betrayal <laughs> <laughs> she suddenly turns into this you know the vengeful wraith that we know her as but i also didn't really by that. I think Anthony Reynolds did his best here, yeah. but I, I, I didn't see any other big betrayals in her life we're just told she's like, oh, and then she thinks of all the other various betrayals of her life, and I'm like, thanks. What the fuck are they? And and Hecarim stabbing her, you know he was evil, girl. Like it just, it none of it worked. I think this was my least favorite part. Yeah. of and everything changed, it just doesn't fit.
1: I completely agree. The most potential too. The line had the most potential. The speci- <laughs> the
0: most potential. <laughs> it really,
1: it really does. The line specifically is he'd betrayed her. Of course he'd betrayed her. Yes. She, no she even shit.
0: knows. <laughs> yeah, it even says in the text like she, she even even she's like Callista, you dumb bitch, <laughs> right? She <laughs> even knows she fucked up. So why does she become this vengeance wraith? It doesn't make sense. But oh god, all of her people turning on her at Especially once because they teased.
2: Like I thought
1: they were teasing it. <sighs> I, right. I thought we were so getting that good. breadcrumb. <laughs> I think you're really so right. So good. It's, that's really smart. And you know what else is that something that's like been kind of a through line, um, at least from the from from the start in that very first like p- chapter. She's really proud of the host, and she really holds them up as like, look, they're not nobles, but they can be forged into something really good and reliable. And it w- isn't it like oh god, isn't it fucking poetic? Man, John, you have fucking you have uh, nailed it so fucking right. hard. Yeah, I think you're right. He was kind of no. he was stuck. Right? It's you want that, you know, that red wedding moment where like it all just happens so quick and you just it just comes out of nowhere and you just feel like this wrench in your gut. Like, oh god, I don't know, um, but it doesn't ever happen. You know,
0: <laughs> it's true. Yeah, and and I think there there could have been a great moment where Callista doesn't even quite realize she's been stabbed or who has stabbed her. It's quite literally in the back. And and seeing that Ledros has been attacked at the same time. She could even have a moment like, is Ledros a part of this? Oh my god, has Ledros betrayed me? And then she sees that Ledros is also dying because he is also because they couldn't buy out Ledros and they knew it. Or that could have been why... Why Hecarim doesn't try to buy out Ledros? He sees that Ledros is going into Callista's room. We can mm. have that moment. Mm, <laughs> like, the payoff. So, yes. that payoff to him seeing Ledros going, and he's like, oh, well, you know what? Well, fuck you both then. I'm going to buy your entire army and have them stab you both in the back. Fuck you guys. We could have gotten a payoff
2: uh, for Chekhov's booty
3: call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How long ago did you think of that? Just, just now.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, what makes me so mad is that you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a Chekhov's booty call, like a hundred percent.
2: And I, I, one other thing frustrates me about this too. We talked about how Thresh is way more. I want to share
0: this as Chekhov's booty call on it now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but we talked about how thresh was way more interesting to read cuz he's got a way stronger character mm. voice. They I feel like uh, Callista's voice suffered because a lot of the time that we're in her head is dedicated to reinforcing the fact that she's very good at what she does. Yeah. Like all of her head is like analysis and training and and taking in the world around her and um having her and that's like a sacrifice they made i think maybe it was intentional but like me like you know she won't be as interesting but people will know she's very very capable um and then having that all kind of go out the window (laughs) right at the very end she's like all right and my my training over the years has showed me that I can't trust you, so I'm not going to. But instead, being like, eh, "Okay, yes, I guess we'll do this." And then I don't know. It, it it threw away a lot of groundwork that they had made a lot of sacrifices to set up.
1: Yeah, I, I I really agree. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I wish I could go back and read through the specific like try and follow the logic train. Um, because it's supposed to be something about like she will agree to what it's weird that she would even agree to wed like even that you would trust that he wouldn't kill you let alone that but then you would then still also agree to marry him when at this point it's really well established that she and ledros do have like a affection for each other and she and he's right there like i mean the guy is (laughs) technically mortally wounded but you know Uh, i don't know it's 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 a hard thing to, to really follow and i don't know Maybe it would have been better to just abandon the Hecarim betrayal altogether if this is the way you're going to execute it. I don't know.
0: Yeah.
2: The last note I had was kind of just like a combination note between Ruined King and this. Like, Actually, I guess it's mostly Ruined King stuff. <laughs> I, I, I still had a plot question about Ruined King where like at the end of the game, you trap him in a pendant. Um, but it seems like he gets out real fucking quick. And I don't know how that happened.
0: Who do you trap vehicle? a pin?
2: Viego. Oh. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like, I think implied in, I think maybe some post stuff that maybe Pike had something to do with it. Oh, really? But they, they don't really explore it at all or like get very specific with any of it. So like, unless I miss something... hit hit us up in the comments how the fuck did Viego get out of that pendant and start (laughs) the the whole Sentinels of Light shit, which, which seems to have happened very quickly after the events of the game, because Misfortune... I feel like the 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 wound is fresh with all the shit the Gangplank is doing and she immediately sold her soul to Viego so I I feel like it's a matter of like a week or some shit before mm-hmm. all the good you did in that game was undone and yeah. I don't know if I missed up.
1: That. Someone explain this to me. What the fuck happened? Well, the Riot marketing team set down...
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No, I agree. I think I said it during the Rune King episode that we did that um I just I can't even regard it as like a a direct like lead into Rise of the Sentinels they're just the, the handoff is so poorly managed that's like it's just its own separate thing you kind of can't regard yeah. it with a lot of scrutiny. Um I don't know if I have much just, else which isn't going to go well for them trying to establish these games as canon. Yeah. Well, you know, a little bit stumble out the gate, maybe we'll we'll get better luck with like Mage Seeker and things of that nature. Very excited for Mage Seeker. Mm, yeah. Don't let me down. Um the only other thing I was going to mention is I do like the moment where I'm pretty sure it's Yorick kind of shows up a little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that because it did play like even though I know what's going to happen, like you're saying, there was a little moment. It was like he does seem to get through to Viego and Viego does actually start to kind of accept what's happening and start grieving. I was like, oh, yeah, interesting. how's this going to change? And it was nice to see then Thresh um, kind of come in and fuck everything up. I was like, oh, yeah. OK, nice, <laughs> neat
0: it was it was great that was a that was definitely a moment to add to the angst and the devastation of it as Vick was literally about to go back home
1: mm, like right? he,
0: he was about to accept all this and go back home and urlok was like no sir mm. i want to see what happens when you put that dead bitch in the water I <laughs> 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 it's really hard to get y'all here <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that was good yeah there was a couple there's a mention of Malkai as well very quickly um Calista kind of sees him through the trees. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah.
2: When yeah. she's doing her little walk around the yeah, ground. Yeah, she's just like
0: walking around. She kind of sees Maokai kind of, like sl- like slinking around and then he's like, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> <So-so-y>. <laughs> that was cute, it's like but... <laughs> a toy from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> he just sits. You just see these big eyes in a tree like... Boop,
1: boop. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this place is weird. I'm going home. Like this, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did. I, I don't care if it was fan service. I was like, "Oh, I know him." Right, <laughs> that's Malcald. The tree. I'm a genius. <laughs> the tree. I, I know who that is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Zillian gets mentioned. That's one of the ways they find the place. Is Zillian keeps really, oh, really, really verbose notes about like everything apparently, um, and that's some of the stuff that Diego oh, was looking Oh I fucking miss over. that. Yeah, he gets like he gets, like name dropped twice, and that's it. And they, I think they even say his name wrong the first time. So it's, you know, oh, okay. a little wink. Z Dog. Z Dog. This is
0: no time Z Dog. I
2: love if that's how he signs his name <laughs> canonically. Oh, shit. I think
0: that's, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah that was Ruination a League of Legends Ruination. novel I, I want I definitely want more novels we definitely picked apart this a lot and I, I feel a bit bad because I don't think anything in Redditals did a bad job or anything we're just kind of here to pick apart things and <laughs> um, I, I just feel as a fellow writer I don't like picking apart other novels I feel uh, guilty Lalore <laughs> is one thing but, but a book is another that's fair
1: I think um the yeah f- I think if I I was probably harsher on this than like Garen for Shield and I think it's because at least in my mind I came into it like it's a novel I came in with maybe some different expectations than I did for like a novella yeah. um, and maybe if I had lowered those a bit I might have enjoyed my time a little more it's not bad if, you're, <laughs> if you like League and you're just kind of interested in these characters you'll probably enjoy it or if you want a nice kind of light fantasy type of thing yeah. pretty easy read it's Pretty it's pretty mm-hmm. easy to get through
0: it's very easy yeah. it's a very easy read um
2: and i walked through life with no expectations so this was <laughs> right in my wheelhouse
0: but yeah there were there are things that i wish they hadn't changed the things i'm glad that they did um there are some great scenes in it for sure i i think it could have been a lot better um just with more more time dedicated to some of the characters like linker in it don't worry don't be afraid to make the novel too long you were you are dedicating yourself to a full-length novel. Dedicate yourself mm-hmm. to it, man. Let it be a long novel. It's fine. I, 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 if you want to reach out to other fantasy writers, they're reading, like, 900-page books constantly. <laughs> like, trust me. They do not care.
1: Yeah. It makes me wonder how much of that, like... I'm curious how much Riot was involved in, like... Like, here are the, here yeah. are the guidelines. Like, it can't exceed this length. Like, it has to kind of move at this I, pace. I
0: am curious, yeah, if... Um if he had gotten a restriction on the, because I, I can imagine that being very difficult yeah. if he had to hit um, a certain word count, keep it under a certain word count.
2: Yeah. I know like Riot's lore team in general has had like a, a spotty past with, you know, just like their the kind of revolving doors and, and uh, you know, just uh, not being given the resources they need or like people from outside the team feeling like they should have more input then they really should on mm. the thing so I can see that I mean I don't know if any of that was involved here maybe they've evolved over the years but um.
0: I feel like my, my guess here I think this novel's under under 100,000 words and that he was told to keep it under 100,000 words um, which for a fantasy I think that's unnecessary fantasy should be over 100,000 not they, no that's not so true they should they don't have to be but in some cases they absolutely should be mm. yeah I don't know Um, but with all that said, what do you guys want a full-length novel about in the whole League oh, universe? If you could have a full-length novel. This is hard because I feel like I have a lot. Okay. That I would like. I'm
1: trying to think. I'm trying to think of things that I said, "Man, I really want to see this." I would like. I would like um I want okay. uh, Pull the trigger on some on some Alistar team up. Get him and Riven tooling around in Noxus. um, Have them do a little globe trotting with one or two other characters. I remember like maybe Rel, maybe Cled. Get them all together. Do some shit in Noxus. I don't know. Yeah, I like
0: I like that idea of having a full length novel about something that hasn't. It's not a story that's already been told a bunch of times, right? You're kind of picking a few characters that have some lore and creating your own story based on that i think that would be a really good idea because then they wouldn't be so confined to you know what's going to happen mm. or what has already happened yeah. especially with all nothing's happened yeah exactly
1: mm. it's the per- perfect
0: there's <laughs>
2: nothing there <clears throat> i would i would read a full-length novel which is a picking up of wherever diana and leona are oh
0: that'd be great um
2: because i have a lot of questions about both of them (laughs) (laughs) i'm interested i have a lot of interest in aspects in general in their interaction with hosts over time um so i i would love a novel exploring especially after reading like the very good pantheon short story like i want a novel exploring more about the Relationship between Aspects and their hosts in a different situation and the relationship between you know, two hosts who knew each other before the Aspects took over and like and also what they're doing with their storyline because I feel like those two in general we often have a lot of questions like yeah. well, where the
0: fuck was Diana
2: for this? Where the fuck was Leona for this? So like I'd read that one.
0: <laughs> well, then you'd have to put Rise of the Sentinels in that novel, because apparently Diona decided to show up for- she came uh, out of hiding just for that.
1: Can we just not? pretend. <laughs> <20 for 10? laughs>
0: I'm with you though, John. I, I would prefer a continuation rather than a prequel. Um, I'd like some Bilgewater shit. I want to mm. know what happens when Gangplank makes himself known to be alive in Bilgewater again. I think that would be really fascinating. and because i i I mean uh, does that happen in the ruined king i guess
2: um so what we get of gangplank in the ruined king he's still kind of operating in the shadows Mm. he is i mean he's the reason that viego gets re-released Is thresh also tricks him Mm. um
0: Does Misfortune know he's alive?
2: Misfortune knows he's alive. Ah, damn.
0: What a bummer. Misfortune captures
2: him and is going to execute him, but he escapes before the end of the game.
0: That's stupid. Okay, well, ignore that. (laughs) And give me a (laughs) novel. Because then we can get Graves and TF in the mix. I'd like them to be some characters in it, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, Or, I think another region that lends itself to it is the Freljord. I like uh, Ash and Sejuani shit a lot, how they are very similar in a lot of ways and in another another world they could be really 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 close friends but they're just they're on opposite ends here of of a fight and if you have to do a prequel I would take the three sisters from the Freljord oh sure I think that would be really fun yeah that's I get some Void shit in there. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, oh hell yeah. I'm, that'd be great. I, I, I would up. love a good Void story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not in Sharima. I, li- I would like to get away from Sharima and Void stuff for just a little bit. Feel, <sighs> yeah. feel a little Sharima doubt. I,
0: I don't know why, but I find the Void being in the Freljord way more interesting. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what it is. <laughs> that Lysandra
1: story was pretty cool. The one where they go down into, <sighs> into the Abyss. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a really neat Oh, that's
0: fantastic. It. Yeah, Having that worked into a full-length novel could be really great.
1: It's very The Thing, almost, or it could be in some ways, you know, some Mm -hmm. of the way they talk about it.
0: Maybe that's why I like it.
2: And it's got a great opportunity for cameos.
1: (laughs) It's true, honestly.
2: Get a lot of of champions in on that shit if you commit to a void story.
0: Yeah, I definitely like the idea of something taking place more in in the modern, I guess, Runeterra rather than ancient Runeterra. I don't know. This takes place a while ago from the present rutera that we have right Is yeah. it thousands of years
2: yeah that's, feels oh, like it. it's fucking a long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think there's an interesting story to be told from a celestial slant too yeah
0: it wouldn't be my thing much in the like that, that that this wasn't um i would mean, obviously i would still read it because we'd have to do an episode about it <laughs> but it wouldn't be my thing celestials and gods that's another thing that mm, no like much like kings and Whatnot doesn't interest me that much.
1: I think the aspects are a good a good grounding way, like a good way of grounding yeah. all that. The celestials are hard because yeah. they're so they're such a vague, amorphous concept. Um, even I don't quite know what the fuck is a celestial versus an aspect versus.
0: I don't think Riot you know, does. Yeah. I think that's
1: maybe
2: why I'd like a story on it. Mm. But I also like the idea of. I, I like, in general, in stories, the idea of gods being. um either beaten or controlled by mortals in some way. Well, I got a book rec for found you. A actually. Way to, mm-hmm. Um, but so like the whole thing with Aurelian Soul, like I kinda dig that that vibe. Sure. One okay. of my one of my favorite series growing up was the Avatar series. Um, which is not to be confused with Last Airbender or the Avatar movies. There's just a, a series called um, The Avatar Trilogies that was very good very not heard of this no. is there was
0: a two avatars was enough there's the <laughs> third one
1: uh, <laughs> there's a trilogy of them it seems
2: <laughs> yeah it's a, a lot about gods and how they're they've they've gone done fucked with mortals one too many times and they're gonna get theirs <laughs> i'm done with that Done with a little god killing <laughs> that's what my that's what you know how sometimes when i'm playing an rpg i name my character sirik
0: oh he's from, from he's that. from
2: the avatar trilogies nice oh. he's Are a these really books? he's a really cool assassin thief yeah they're books oh
0: okay interesting all right well that was ruination a legal legends novel any final thoughts no. no i think we said it all yeah yeah well, thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads and a Discord as well if you kind of want to pop in and talk to us. We have a Twitch, twitch.tv slash Loreheads. We generally stream on the weekends. We did miss last weekend. Um, John. Yes, that we. It was kind of busy. That happens sometimes. <laughs> John does TFT for a bit and then we'll jump into some uh, ARAMs and we'll uh, all play together if you want to jump in as well. What other social? Oh, YouTube! Uh, We've been posting full-length videos of these episodes as well as clips that John uh, posts there and TikTok and whatnot. We have a Patreon as well. We just recorded Helmet Bro, (laughs) so that should be up really soon. (laughs) That's a bonus uh, audio episode. Uh, Thank you so much to all of our patrons. But a very
2: special thank you to our Madarda Tier patrons big man gnomes Chloe Things King of Hearts and Techno Robert uh, if if you guys were on the Blessed Isles when shit went down I would
1: rise alt you to safety
2: Ooh. Mm.
1: no biggie would you feel the sand beneath your hands or whatever it is he says
0: oh yeah <laughs> he said that's what he I, I honestly really liked how they had some Arise's abilities there <laughs> he like rude prison someone at some point yeah. that was fun yeah. All right. Well, please be sure to join us next week. Uh, I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about because she just has a lot of lore. As we talk about the Exile Riven, back to the Sentinels of Light. <laughs> no, no, no! I forgot she was in it. Are you kidding me? Why would
1: you fucking do that, Riven
0: man? Riven's in that. Riven's in that. I fucking... No, she's not. Not in my universe. <laughs>
2: Great. You're welcome. <laughs>